We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Great Wednesday. We are we are live at Mercedes-Benz Stadium getting ready for tonight's match. Real Salt Lake taking on Atlanta United. We're going to get the latest from our man Jason Longshore, analyst for Atlanta United. And if you're just joining us, Braves lose the series against the Mets. Last game today, this afternoon, they lose 7-3 uh, if you're just getting in the car and however you're accessing the show. Jason Longshore is brought to you by the Georgia Lottery. Today could be the day. And I want to jump in, Jason, and first start with the comments of Joseph Martinez. How did you take those comments? And do you think it was a, a help or a hindrance for a team that right now is still trying to find itself because this has been a big topic all week long heading into tonight's match about Joseph and what he said. Yeah, I think it was a hindrance. Uh, I think it did not help as you're dealing with a bad night at the office that now the conversation has been worse because of those comments. Uh, I was honestly really surprised by them, and I think some of the things that he said just – don't fit what's happening. And, look, you're emotional after a loss. And I think players, coaches, we, we've all seen that over the years in every sport. But I don't think it was a helpful thing to do. And I think it was definitely something that surprised me with him wearing the captain's armband on Saturday night. But to what extent, Jason? I mean, look, we've seen this in other sports. And maybe soccer's different. But, you know... There are guys who go in the locker room after the game, they, they flip over a table, throw a water cooler, and it wakes everybody up and it gets them going. I mean, you know, even if the comments might have been misdirected, doesn't it still count that the team leader and the captain sends a message to the rest of his teammates that we need to play better? I think the message has to be sent behind closed doors, Mark. I, I think when that becomes a public message and – teammates are called out not by name I don't think it helps the situation if that conversation was had behind closed doors then we're having a different we're having a different talk about it but with it being made public now there's lots of guesses now there's lots of well what about this player what about this player who was this player and that's counterproductive I, I think it's the the public nature of it that is the issue that I have with it Jason Longshore, our guest, as we get ready for Atlanta United and Real Salt Lake tonight here on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. By the way, pregame 7, kick is at 7.30. I want to ask you about uh, Pineda's reaction to this because Gonzalo obviously said something after the match the other day. Then he kind of, you know, walked it back a little bit because when you start talking about effort, Jason, you know, then you're getting down those, those, those lanes of saying guys quit or they didn't play as hard. 
How would you qualify the comments of Gonzalo Pineda in regards to the loss, our last loss, and then his reaction to the comments after the team meeting? Yeah, I, I think his comments this week after the comments after the game, I, I think, again, it gets back to where you're heated after that match. His comments had more nuance than what some people took from them, in my opinion. Okay. It's the collective response, and that's what you're looking for here. I didn't see in the match and going back and looking at the numbers and, and looking at the game and looking at some of the, the mistakes that were made, I didn't see anyone quitting on it. Now, I saw up front the lack of movement, and that's something that has been an issue. That's not quitting. That's not lack of effort. It's making the runs at the right time. And what Austin did that was so effective defensively against Atlanta's attack, they compressed the field, they stepped a high line up, and nobody was making the run in behind to open the field up. That needed to happen. That didn't happen. That's a different conversation than guys quit on the team. It's, a, it's two different things. Okay. That's what I think Gonzalo was getting at, but maybe didn't come across as well as he would have liked after the match. Sure. Now, there's an argument to be made in general um, that the lack of defense that this, this club has showed uh, recently, th that injuries play a part of that. But when you talk about effort and lack of – I mean, defense is all about effort, always in every sport. It's just about wanting to, to stop the guy in front of you or the other team or whatever it may be. Could you attribute some of the lackluster defense not only to injuries but to lack of effort? Not, I mean, not specifically to certain players – overall to, to, to lack of effort? I think there's the first goal. We can break each one down because there's three <laughs> different things. The first one, it's a giveaway at the top of the 18, and the response to going from trying to build up an attack to defense was too slow to materialize. It's not effort. It's awareness. It's, it's being locked in. Second goal, it's a 17-year-old kid who made a big mistake. It's flat out. That goal doesn't happen if that ball's cleared. And that's a player who has a bright, bright future in Caleb Wiley, but made a big mistake. And the third goal is actually overcommitting, where you're chasing the game. They come out good from the second half to start the second half. George Campbell, a little too aggressive. Alan Franco has to try to fix it by being more aggressive, and you're exposed. So it's three different situations. And the idea that, and this was maybe the biggest issue I had with some of the post-game commentary, the idea that injuries are not affecting this. You're missing your starting goalkeeper, your starting left back, your best center back, and your starting right back right now. That's out of five defensive players, you're back five, you're missing four. That's going to have an effect. There's just no way around it. Jason, I want to ask you about tonight. Formation change, what, what do we do when it comes to the adjustments that will help us in the areas you're talking about. Nine goals in the past four matches. Giving up, that is. Biggest thing is, is stretching the field. And I would not be surprised to see Pablo Mastrini, who is a little bit more of a defensive coach, come in after seeing what Austin did and saying, hey, these guys aren't going to make runs in behind. I can step up a high line. I can compress the field, make it difficult for them to build up the play, be disruptive, and get them frustrated. I wouldn't be shocked if RSL plays a defensive kind of game but dares Atlanta to make those runs in behind. That's the number one element to tonight is there has to be movement with runs in behind and then players hitting that ball over the top. It's not always going to come off, but take it. let's go to the Falcons for a second. 
You know, when you're a, a team that doesn't throw it long, what do teams do defensively against you? Stack they the start box. to compress the field. They, 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 they pack the box. They take things away from you. Even when you don't connect on those long passes, what does it do, though? It makes them have to respect it. They have to be a little more honest. That's the mentality Atlanta United has to have tonight. They have to get some speed up top and get in behind and play that ball over the top to open up more space. Three games in seven days. How does he manage this roster with the time and giving more guys more time or less time? How how does Gonzalo do that tonight? I think if you had gotten a win on Saturday, you would have more of a luxury of worrying about managing minutes. Um, I think you've got to put the best team on the field in these home games. You've got to get three points at home. And look, that best team on the field might be different on Sunday than it is tonight because of tired legs and those sorts of things. But it's the best team on the field tonight, in my opinion. And you need to get something out of this in a big way. Jason, uh, what's your keys to victory for Atlanta United tonight taking on Real Salt Lake? Just like we talked about, I think, you know, defensive mistakes are going to happen with four out of five not first-choice players, including the goalkeeper. They're going to happen. You want to minimize them, of course, and you want to learn from them when they happen, but they're going to happen. You've got to open the game up against RSL because they would be absolutely satisfied with a point here. You've got to open it up. There has to be more runs in behind up top to open the game up. And then, you know, it's the midfield and it's the the center backs hitting that long ball that we've seen so many times that opens the game up. A big switch from the right to the left or the left to the right or that ball over the top. You have to get RSL stretched out and then hit the gaps. Jason, uh, with this stretch, if if, if they don't seem to get two more wins in the next – two matches here uh i mean are you at panic button time with you know about, about just past the midway point of the season do you feel like um that that more changes need to be made i mean where are you in the big picture with this season uh if they can't win tonight or, or over the weekend it's a good question and, and we we're kind of talking about it uh after the game on saturday night you know must win with half of the season to go is is a little tricky But after what happened Saturday, and yeah, after what happened with the comments that were made after the game on Saturday, I think this is as close to a must-win game as you can have in game, you know, starting the second half, game game 19 of the season. Like, you know, this is as close to a must-win game with so many more to play that you can possibly have. And you have to see a response in the first 20, 30 minutes tonight. That's what I'm looking for is – is a big response from this team early to get things going. Jason, it's always a pleasure, man, to talk with you. Uh, I'm with you. I'm looking for a better overall effort tonight. I hope they incorporate some of the things we've talked about. Jason Longshore, his report brought to you by the Georgia Lottery. Today could be the day. Make sure you stay tuned. 7 o'clock, they'll have the pregame for you guys. And at 7.30, kick with Mike Conti, the voice of Atlanta United. Thanks so much, Jason. Thanks, y'all. All right, man. Um, I don't know what happens tonight. I'd love to tell you guys they're going to respond. And, you know, we always talk about these team meetings and how guys come out and they're extra motivated. To quote Mike Bell, just do your job. Do your blinking job. Show up and do your job tonight. And we'll be in this match and more likely we'll have a chance to win. Look, I I don't get a chance to talk to Jason Mosher often. I I was generally surprised that he thought 
Joseph Martinez comments were, were a little bit out of line. I mean, most of us, anybody who's a fan of any team, almost never has a problem with your best player, your star, whoever it is, setting the record straight for the fans and for the media and saying, hey, we're not okay, right? Like, that's the sort of transparency that we want uh, and that we expect from the leaders of any given team. And it really is sort of crazy to me that uh, that he was a little bit not in support of Joseph doing what he did. Even, even, even like I said, for the purest level of, look, he, I don't necessarily agree with how he did it. I don't necessarily agree with the words that came out, but I get what he's trying to do. Let's shake things up here. You know, if you don't want to wear the five stripes, then go play somewhere else. I mean, that was that was one of the key things I took away. When you come here to play for this club, this is what the expectations are. And I don't think that's ever a bad message. Is the Live Golf Series harming the perception of golf? We're going to talk about that as we get ready Just for the Open wallet. tomorrow here on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. The most important story of the day. Brought to you by MaximumCashHomeBuyers.com. Fair cash offers for as-is homes. Don't waste your time with repairs. Call 678-902-2000. Tomorrow starts another major in golf, which means people will give Tiger Woods a puncher's chance. At least I will. Suckers. He's playing at his favorite course, St. Andrews, the old course. Uh, He flat out said it. This is not me. This is my favorite course in the world. Of course, he's won the Masters. He's won Pebble Beach, but there's something special about St. Andrews. Now, this is the 150th Open Championship at the old course, and the Royal and Ancient Chief Executive, his name's Martin Slumber, came out today and was asked about Live Golf. Now, this gets us to a whole other discussion because all the guys from Live and all the guys from the PGA Tour are participating in the major. They're going to be at the Open Championship, which is the British Open, and he says, I firmly believe that the existing golf ecosystem, the ecosystem, should I say, has successfully successfully provided uh, a stable pathway for golfers to enter the sport and develop and realize their full potential. He says, listen, I have no issues with guys who want to play to accept the prize money that's offered to them. Liar! But this is the part where he goes on to say, you know, guys like Phil Mickelson and Brooks Kepka. you could go on and on about the guys that have gone over to live golf. He says, I believe the model we've seen um, it is it undermines the merit-based culture and spirit of open competition that makes golf so special. Uh, I would also like to say that in my opinion, again, this is the Royal and Ancient chief executive over there saying that um, <laughs> this is about growing the game um, and it's not just about, you know, the, the, the other things that we've talked about here over the last few months. Listen, everybody's got a right to their opinion, but these are, again, coming this, – this opinion specifically is coming from the chief executive, Martin Slumber. He's got a lot of pool in golf. He's got a lot of say-so. So if you're telling me that he feels this way and basically what he's saying is this live golf thing is not good for the game, then how are these two series – how is the PGA and live going to continue to exist or is somebody eventually going to take somebody over? Huh. I'd like to ask him a question. What is the perception of golf right now? I mean, let's let's spitball this for a second. What is the perception of his sport? Because if this is harming the perception, I would like to know what the pre-live perception of golf was. I think when he says that, and again, I, I'm, I'm we have to, to speculate. Yes, I'm trying to look into this. I think he's talking about the fact that you had everybody under one umbrella, and that for star power, from a branding standpoint, you came to the PGA, and he's talking about the perception of a split 
group of men now who some stars are in live, some are in, PG, in the PGA. I think that's what he's talking about, about the perception, not about how we as fans view the game or so, do, we, right. do, do we think so it's what great. He, what, he's, what he's saying here and what he's exposing is what it's harming is the perception of that we are the only golf entity in the world that everybody should pay attention to. Yes. And the way we run our business is yes. flawless and nobody should challenge it. That's what he's saying is harming the perception. Because in reality, guess what? You know who doesn't play in the RBC Open every year, every single star? You know who doesn't play in the, in the Juno Cup every single year? You know who doesn't play in all these other PGA Tour events that are all over the place? Not all the big guys play in all those tournaments. Why? Because they don't have to and they don't want to. Okay? So your model and your ecosystem that you have put out there yeah. that is the only one that should exist, and Liv is harming that because now we're first thing is we're saying the best golfers, guess what? They're not going to go play in the Juno Cup, which they've never played before. They're going to go play on Liv, though. They'll play in that tournament, and guess what? They'll play 54 holes. They'll get paid no matter what. People will watch, and people will be interested and entertained because the biggest stars or some of the biggest stars are there, and that is a detriment to the PGA's bottom line. How dare you attack our bottom line? We're the only golf entity that should and can exist in this world. Eh, wrong answer. What is the big deal about Live Golf? Why is anybody objecting to Live Golf? Dirty money. Now, okay, let, I mean, we'll get into that in a second. But the idea, Dirty money. the idea that we can't have two golf leagues, I mean, not that they're necessarily successful. There's other professional football leagues out there. There's only one in the NFL. Yes. There's other professional football leagues out there. There's other professional basketball leagues out there. There's multi multiple professional pro lacrosse leagues out there. There is room in the marketplace. Is for there? More, for, oh, and oh, by the way, he's got the gall to talk about merit-based. The entire idea of a meritocracy is that somebody else can start a league. And if they're good enough at their league and they're good enough at their business, they make more money than you. But is there, what is wrong with that? That's merit. Is, is there room, though, in golf to have two series? See, here's the problem I'm having as a fan. It's Dukes and Bell at Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Mark in for my game winners on the way. I don't want to choose. You know, the guys that we're talking about made their bones on the PGA Tour. Phil's not Phil without the PGA Tour. Neither is Brooksy or DeChambeau so, or Dustin so, Johnson. So here's the deal. Now you're telling me if I want to pay attention to those guys, i got to watch over there. And if I don't, well, i got to watch over here. The, 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 your, the fraction of, of how this is being divvied, that's affecting the game. And, and he's right about that. That's the perception he's talking about. But let me ask you this. Because as you talk about, you know, the, the bottom line, the PGA could easily have done something to avoid all of this. <laughs> and we were talking about this amongst ourselves oh, earlier. You know, they, that's the one thing they don't want to do. No. but Let's give but, away some more money. But, Zeno, the winner of the Open Championship, the winner of the British Open, and I'm going to watch this weekend because I watch the majors. The winner gets $2.5 million. I want you to think about that. Now I know the prestige that's and the an honor. Average, that's an average middle reliever's salary. And, and all that goes with it. But you're telling me that's what the winner of the Open gets? And a big jug. Now, I know, again, this is not a PGA, you know, when you talk about, when you talk about these majors, but up the ante. If you were telling me that the winners are going to get $15 million, you'd have a different Ooh. attitude about this, but that, that's not the case. And, again, I understand where Tiger Woods is coming from when he says, I just don't understand it, when you've been given the opportunity, the door was open for you to become a professional golfer, Grow on tour, grow your brand, become rich, because they all are, regardless of what you think. They're all doing pretty damn well. 
and now you want to just turn your back, as Tiger said. I get that. I totally get that. Why is it turning your back? It There's is. another opportunity available. That's not turning your back. It's, it's turning your back. taking a different path. Dirty money. It's turning your back. It's not turning your back. Look, okay, is uh, are, when, when, when Larry Look, Bird... Look, you can't, you, when, you, can't, you can't even hold get it out. Yes, I can. I want to make sure I get it out correctly. When Larry Bird went to college, and Magic Johnson went to college, and Michael Jordan went to college, and then all of a sudden... Kobe and Kevin Garnett got the league. Then we go, you're turning your back on the collegiate institution of basketball. No, there was another avenue for them to get to the pros, and they took it. There's nothing wrong with that, period. And the idea that they're saying, oh, you've got to cut your teeth. You got Oh, you have to come to our tour. Yeah, because the reason they don't raise their rates is because they make so much money yeah. that they don't want to give it away. And because Live Tour is saying, okay, well, we'll pay you just to play here because we want you to play. Yes, I'll go there. If, if we have a right to make as much money as we godly want in America, what is wrong with them going to a different tour and well, making money there? Now, if you want to say the dirty money thing. Well, but yes, but also when you sign on to the PGA Tour, this is part of why they've suspended 20 guys. Because they're childish infants. Well, no. That's why. Because, yeah. because they don't know how to deal with breakups. Well, that's because it's part of the makeup of being on the PGA Tour. They've suspended 20 golfers who have competed in the first two live events. That's, that's part of this. That's why the DOJ is now getting involved and saying, wait, we've got to take a look at this. No, the DOJ is getting involved because there are some power people in golf who have donated to people in politics and asked them to do this and threatened donations, so now they're doing it. Well, P the PGA may lose out on this, though. So to, what? To, no, to your point about, about the fact that there's another, there's another golf entity, entity and they are attracting other golfers, you're talking about a monopoly. Basically, that the PGA, if you didn't play in the PGA, yeah. if you weren't on the PGA yeah. Tour, that's what you're talking yeah. about. That's why they're looking into it. It's, it has nothing to do with the, the, the sponsors or guys donating money. But back to the dirty money thing, and I'm being facetious, guys. It's Dukes and Bell. I've always said, and I told you guys this weeks ago, I, you don't care where the money in your checking account comes from. You can tell me you do, but at the end of the day, I don't care who you work for or what company. Every two weeks when you go to your bank account and you go, man, my money better be there, you don't care how it got there. And what I'm telling you is these golfers who are playing on the Live Tour are staying in their lane. They're talking about golf. They want to play. They want to make money. They're not talking about the circumstances of how that money may have been made or where it's coming from. You mentioned this just from a political angle, that the family that has been in power is not necessarily in power, or the guy that was in power in Saudi Arabia. The fact is this. There are people who feel like you have this connection to what this is about. Mm-hmm. And they have a problem with it, you know? that, Okay. They have a problem but with one, it. One, you have to connect some dots there to get to 9-11. That's number one. And again, full disclosure, I knew people in the World Trade Center. There were kids I went to school with uh, who were in the World Trade Center who are no longer with us on that day. So I, this is just my personal feelings on it. I'm not telling you how to feel. But the United States has been in business with Saudi Arabia prior to 9-11. And they've been in business with Saudi, Saudi Arabia since September 12, 2001. And they'll never stop being in business with Saudi Arabia. They're world partners together. They have to deal with each other. Like it or hate it, that's what it is. So if you have a real problem with dirty money, guess what? There's more Saudi Arabia money flowing around the United States than you can shake a stick at. Okay? That's just the reality of the situation. If you want to put morality into sports, be prepared to be made a hypocrite of. Because I can tell you, wherever you are listening to this, go pick your favorite team and then go peel away some of the layers of what they do and how they operate. They've cut an ethical corner. They've done some things that are below board. They swept some things under the rug. Wait, now you're calling everybody dirty? Yes, because when you have this much money flowing around in an industry, there is nothing that stays clean. It's like coal mining. You can't wash it off, man. The, 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 when there are millions and hundreds of millions of dollars around, 
that people are trying to get their hands on, you ain't telling me everybody in that organization is above board on his broker. It just doesn't work that way. And oh, by the way, and oh, by the way, again, you know, for people who want to put moral code out there, there are plenty of sports teams and their owners who have donated to things on one political side or donated things on the other political side, but you don't agree with all that stuff, and guess what? You still watch. You still show up and watch. You still watch. You still patronize. If you ever, ever once cared about women being assaulted or domestic violence against women or sexual sexual violence against women, you should never watch an NFL game the rest of your life. Well, no, no, no. Don't put that on the NFL. You shouldn't watch. Well, maybe. You should, I was going to say Deshaun Watson. Well, yes, but yes. There's, there's a litany of, of events. Hell, a kicker did it. And Josh Brown. So so let's not even, you know, go down that road with the NFL. All right, guys. Uh, tomorrow, the Open Championship. When the golf starts, it's about the golf. Yeah. But up until now, it's been all about Liv and the PGA Championship. I hope a Liv golfer wins it. All right. got to get to the night's game winner, guys. Here's the deal. Uh, I, I want to ask you a very simple question. Bo's was tw- we were talking about tattoos today. Zeno's got a couple. Bo's got a couple. My man, Colin, got- he Cullen's got a couple. Um, what did you do? that went against the wishes of your mom or your dad. That they tell you not to do something in life and you went against their wishes and it, you regret it. 404-741-0929. It could be anything in the world, but I can tell you right now, I've heard time and time again, oh, my parents told me I couldn't get a tattoo. 404-741-0929. You did it anyway, you regret it. Your mom or your dad or that person influencing your life told you not to do it. That's tonight's game winner. I want to tell you also, we are less than two weeks away from the MLB All-Star Game. Check out Big Time Baseball, the podcast with Cody Decker, Tony Gwynn Jr., and John Heyman. Check it out, Big Time Baseball, every Monday on Odyssey or wherever you get your podcast. Game winner is next. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
and the winner is... Time to take the game winner on Dukes and Bell. Your last chance to sound off on today's show. So don't stink. Call now, 404-741-0929. Today's question... All right, guys, what's the thing that your parents said don't do? You broke it. You maybe did it. Maybe they said don't go get a tattoo. We were talking about Zeno and uh, uh, Bo having tats today, and both of these guys were telling me, now you have five. Is that right? How many ta- ta- tattoos? Five, yeah. Uh, Bo has just one, just the one big one? Just the one big one on your – Yeah, yeah, my one big one makes up for five little ones. No, so, yeah. it's true. It's true. Because <laughs> uh, I was talking about guys that get the big tats on their back, and then Bo was yeah. like, you're talking about me. And I was like, no, I'm not. And he's like, yes, you are. But it got us into a whole discussion about things that you said, oh, I'll never do that, or people told you not to do it. And I'm saying, Mom and Dad, it could be anybody. And they told you not to do it, and then you went ahead and did it anyway. 404-741-0929. Is there anything in your life that way? And Zeno, don't be a smart A. Don't, don't okay. do it. Uh, don't do it. All right, I'll just keep my mouth shut. What did you do? Seriously, is there something in, uh, that you, you fit? I'll never do that, and you ended up doing it? Huh. And was tattoos one of those, or did you always want them? No, I mean, I, I just did mine when I wanted to do it. It was, you know, it was probably foreboding by the parents, but I was already 18 or 19 when I got my first one. Yeah, so yeah. I was I was a full-on adult. They weren't going to stop me. Um, there were probably a lot of things I did in combat that my parents told me I should. Well, I don't know if you should be sharing those things. <laughs> Bo, is there something for you? Uh, yeah, it's pro- my parents told me I'd do anything. I was like, don't do this, don't do that. I've done a lot of stupid stuff my parents told me I'd do. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's hard, man, because what? When you're, you know, young, you know everything, right? We all do. And then, you know, you look back as you get older, you go, man, I should have never did that. <laughs> I should have I never did that. Let's grab uh, Andrew. Andrew, you're on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Welcome into the game winner. Hey, man, what is it uh, that somebody said, hey, don't do this, or you got advice from your parents, and you ended up doing it anyway? And I would definitely, I've been to LSU. Andrew, been to- appreciate the phone call. Let's go to Swede. Swede, you're on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Swede, hey, man. Hey, man. What is it for you, Swede? Uh, loved your guys' uh, dialogue about golf. Uh, very interesting points, both of you. Um, I, in my mid to late teens, got heavily involved in drag racing. My parents were petrified. Ooh. I got to be actually good at it and was offered something from Pennzoil, and then something hit me one day. Uh, that my parents had told me, you need to have something to fall back on. <laughs> and I wound up going back to college and uh, getting a degree. And, you know, I was magna cum laude and all of that business. And I think it has served me well today. But they were sure against it at the time. Thanks. Good Enjoy stuff. your program, guys. Yeah, sweet. Thank you. He said he got into drag racing. And his parents were like, you need something to fall back on. And he's like, ah, I'm going to drag race for the rest of my life. And he said, I ended up going back to school and getting and getting my degree. Sweet is like a renaissance man. He really is. Because he really he's is. a really good golfer. He, now we just uncovered a new element that he was a drag racer at one point. True. Uh, that's probably one of the things I did my parents told me to do. Street drag race. Got me in trouble once. Yeah. I. You know what it is for me? My buddies. And I didn't do this. Uh, and, and only because I had a few friends have accidents. But I had guys, a couple of buddies, get into, get into motorcycles. Now, I have my motorcycle license. I don't own one currently right now. But that was another one where I was always told, you don't want a motorcycle. Don't get a motorcycle. And I was like, nah, nah. And then I had a couple of buddies who, you know, had a couple of accidents. And it completely changed my mind about, about motorcycles, even though I had my motorcycle license. The older I get, like, the, I got to a point where I was fearless for about 15 years on, like, you know, four-wheelers and that kind of stuff. You just do it. Yeah, and 
dude, I have had some bad wrecks, and partly because, you know, you're having a couple of drinks, and yeah. then you're being an idiot and doing tricks, and yeah, all that I was told not to do by my parents. <laughs> Let's grab Josh on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. It's our game winner. Josh, what is uh, some advice you got? You ignored it. You did it anyway. Hey, man, talk to us. Hey, man. So I grew up during the Attitude Era of the WWF, then yeah. it became WWE. Yeah. And my parents told me that I could watch as long as I never did a, a wrestling move on my sister. <laughs> and uh, she made me really mad one day, and I gave her the Stone Cold Stunner. Thanks, oh, guys. Oh, man. <laughs> Is he still alive? Did he knock her out? Did no, he knock her out? no. Listen, it's fun. Obviously, she's okay. He wouldn't be telling the story. Well, I know, but I'm just saying. It doesn't mean he couldn't have knocked her out at that point in time. But I will tell you, who hasn't, who hasn't tried to do a wrestling move on one of their boys? Like, seriously, even if you're clowning around, you, you, you slap boxing or whatever, and then you start wrestling, and the next thing you know, somebody's trying to suplex somebody. That's how I broke my nose. True story? True story. Ninth grade, me and my buddy and his uh, stepbrother, they had this apartment above. They had a horse barn, and it was straight hardwood. I mean, like, old-school hardwood, like planks. And we had the floor, and we had put two mattresses together, and I was putting oh, this his, sounds so dumb. I was putting his stepbrother in the Everybody boss. does it, Zeno. What were you doing? I got sports. dropped on mattresses, coffee uh, tables. Uh, dude, playing, playing it, it happens. Boston Crab. Oh. My kid kicked, and I went face first. I couldn't, I, my arms were hooked. I couldn't catch. I hit face first, broke my nose. Back in the day, we used to do that whole Jimmy Superfly snooker thing where you come off the top rope because it was, and you try to land on your boy. We did stupid stuff. Oh, dude. You did stupid things. Fake wrestling, got, you got hurt every time. Let's go to Brian up next. Brian, you're on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. That's tonight's game winner. Advice you got, don't do it. And you ended up doing it anyway, and you ended up regretting it. Brian, what is it for you? Hey, man. Hey, man. Hey, man. 18 years old, grew up in Birmingham. Dad says, hey, uh, let's visit that new horse track, dog track this afternoon. We go. The last race, he bets $2 trifecta on all the underdog uh, horses. $879. He wins on the $2 trifecta. Wow. He looks at me and says, Brian, it's not this easy. It's not this easy. <laughs> Zeno, that's for you, by the way. That's that's for you. I appreciate that. Uh, it's a great, it's, it is true. Hey, we are live at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. That is why you hear the horn. Tonight, Atlanta United taking on Real Salt Lake. We're going to take a quick break. We'll come back. We will tell you about what's coming up tomorrow. Major announcement on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Make sure you are here at 2 o'clock tomorrow. Major announcement. We'll come back. It's Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with h track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. 
Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.